So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great returning guest. Goodness gracious, I, this guy is is killing it so much that I think he's probably the only person that has been on. How many times do you know? Do you have any idea how long? How many times you've been on this show, Jeff? <laughs> I haven't been tracking it. Pat and I are good friends too, and we talk a lot off air. So sometimes I get those mixed up. But this is probably my fourth time on. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say. We're going to name this one Jeff Cohn X, Jeff Cohn X, because I have no idea how many times you've been on. But anyways, listen, Jeff Cohn is in Omaha, Nebraska. He is, he's killing it. I mean, he is, how many units are you doing? Uh, this year we ended at about 804 for 150 million in volume. 804. Okay. So here's a team doing 804 sales. What, what's your um, ECI, Jeff, on that? Just in case anybody's trying to shoot holes in you, your, your ego commission income, how much on eight? Ego commission income. I love it. So the GCI on that is about 3 million. Um, it's always been my goal to operate MREA style, which is keeping over 33% of your gross. So I ended up netting about a million dollars off of bucks, just right? the residential team. Yeah. You can net a million dollars in Omaha, Nebraska, and you don't, you don't touch buyers and sellers and you run a team and you, get to, you know, wear t-shirts and, and trucker hats to work. And, and, you know, I mean, you're living the dream, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, a big thing for me was being able to build something that allowed me to focus on other things that were more important, like my family, my religion, uh, my personal recreational activities and that, that sort of thing. But what I found is I actually have put a lot of my time into other businesses. Um, that's the, that's where I have a lot of passion. And so I started a coaching company last year, elite real estate systems, which has been a really big thing for me. I know Pat, a lot of people don't tell Pat this, especially on air, but Pat has a huge passion for bringing information to agents across the country so that they can actually exude change in their business and see the results of it in their lives. And so that's exactly what our mission is as well, is help people learn by engaging change or creating change. A lot of people want change, but they don't do anything. And so, of course, nothing happens. So Elite Real Estate Systems was created to help show agents a different way to build a team in this scale, in this, in this world of real estate that's ever changing, right, Pat? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is brilliant. And so how many, how many agents do you have on your team right now? We're at about 50 licensed, about 25 full-time, 25 part-time. And why okay. that is, is last year we allowed agents within our team to start building teams. So we've got about 10 agents that have teams within my team. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of a, the course you and I made, the, the certified team agent. We have a whole chapter called Mini Teams. Which yep. is, you know, we sat down with your one agent, I think Mike, and, and went over with his two agents and how he started his own team and team within a team. So, and with that, I guess you had people say, hey, I want to I want to bring in a part-time person. Is that what happened? Yeah, you know, oftentimes agents see the value of not working with buyers, at least a majority of their buyers. They give it to someone else. And traditionally, you'd refer it out to someone within your brokerage. But we teach our agents to have an agent on their own team that they can give their buyer leads to so they can focus on the higher, higher income producing activities like listing presentations and signing listing agreements. And I think that a lot of teams shy away from part-time agents for many reasons. Number one reason being, you know, um, they don't want to train them and, and, and beef them up and then not have them produce. And number two, um, the economics aren't right with the broker, whereas you know, you have to have a minimum per agent and you make more profit. Like let's say the company's on a cap, right? Or, or the split changes after a certain amount, right? some form of a cap. And um, so as a part-time agent, you're never hitting that, that tipping point where you as the team leader make more profit per deal 
So they're like, eh, it's not worth it. So yep. talk to me about that. How were you? Yeah, able you're, to- you're dead on. You're right. So like within most businesses, especially real estate, I see, you know, if, if an agent's not doing more than 10 deals a year, then the brokerage can't be profitable. We found ways to be profitable off part-timers that do 10 deals or less. Um, one of those ways is transaction fees. So that part-timer that only does 10 deals will get a $600 transaction fee on a buy side and a $1,000 transaction fee on the sell side. So you had 10 deals. That's it. Okay, that's another. Stop, stop, stop it right there. Okay. Slow this down. When you say we'll get, what does that mean? We'll get, you will get. So the, when an agent on our team does a transaction, they have to collect a transaction fee from the client. Legally, we call it a broker commission. Right. And, and, and so the full-time agents don't have to, but the they part-time do as well. agents do? The full-time agents do as well. But wh- how we make the part-time agent position make sense is that's one of the ways we generate additional revenue off that part-time agent that might only do 10 deals. We're making, you know, I don't know what it adds up to, $14,000 just through broker commissions. Now, that's all a loss leader. I use that to cover the cost of our overhead expenses and our transaction coordination team. Do the, do the full-time agents get a percentage of that where the, where the part-time agents have to give the whole thing to you? No. Both the full-time and the part-time agents have to pay the broker commission to cover the cost that my team incurs to run the team. So 10% of that GCI, 300000 a year, covers all of our over is, is essentially paying for our office space and a lot of our overhead expenses. And that gross, com- or sorry, that broker commission was designed to help cover that. If it wasn't there, our commission splits would have to be less. So our average commission split on our P&L is 60% to the agent and the company keeps 40. That's the average, but agents on our team can make up to an 80-20 split. And so when you get to $4 million or more and you're at an 80-20 split, the broker commission is how we still are able to derive pro- enough profit to cover some of those overhead expenses. Another thing that I did was I negotiated with my broker to only have to pay up to my first 10 hires. So we pay six, a 6% royalty on everything forever. There's no cap. And I have to pay for only my first 10 agents. So I can have 100 agents and I'm only paying $2,500 a month. It's 250 per agent the first 10. So if I have an agent that doesn't sell one house, they don't cost me any money. Of course, they cost whoever's spending time with them money. And so we don't hire any new agents under Omaha's Elite. We do allow agents within our team to hire brand new agents because we know it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of mentorship. So Berkshire Hathaway gets 6% no matter what of each deal. So you're always on a 94.6, but after the first 10 agents, you're not paying them uh, – you know, a brokerage commission, you're not paying them a cap, you're not paying them nothing, right? You're just that that's it. Correct. They get six percent, that's what they're how they're making their money, and then they get twenty five hundred a month in agent fees, and they get a thousand a month for me to be a night at ninety four six with them. That's our that's our deal. And then there's a million other things like when you list a house they get sixty dollars, a buy side they get thirty dollars, all these little things. Yeah, that, that's nothing, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. And we figured that all that out in detail in your uh, CTA course, certified team agent course. And we yeah. actually, Jeff actually disclosed the exact numbers uh, on paper and, and right, right in front of the camera there. And that was, that was fascinating. I think well, that's, the, that's the, one of my famous favorite parts of that course. The thing that makes that course so unique as well is a lot of people want to know what's a transaction coordinator do, what's a success manager do, what's an ops manager do, what's a sign runner do. Pat interviewed every single person that's part of my leadership team in depth. These are like one hour edited videos, getting all of the best information from each one of them. And I believe we even went into like what we pay them, what their hours are. It's super detailed, super intentional so that you guys can take the positions that you think make sense and the pain points you're experiencing today, you can say, hey, I'm going to do the success manager role like Jeff has, where I have Andy Cuny, I pay him today 84000 a year full time to meet all of my agents every week to hold them accountable to the things we know are going to help them be successful. And so we break that all down in that video. Wow. So I want to talk today about uh, retention on the team because I think it's a very current day topic. You know, there's not a month that goes by where someone doesn't come on the show or is talking to somebody that that has a team where agents are leaving. You know, I think there's it's a time where um, everyone has superpowers in that uh, they're better. They seem better than they actually are as agents. And I'm not taking away anything from agents, right? But it's just the market is good, right? So everyone seems better. I know mm-hmm. I seemed better back in the day when the market was good, right? I mean, it was just, it, it just is what it is. So agents are leaving, you know, they're going to, you know, EXP or they're, or they're going to a, 
you know, a company that glass ceiling or whatever the hell it's called, or they're going to, you know, they're, they're, they're leaving for greener pastures and there's a whole bunch of companies popping up that are, are heavily recruiting agents. Agents are going out on their own and leaving teams because they get higher splits and they can quite frankly, they don't, they, they, they believe. And for many, it's true that they could do it on their own without a team, right? Yeah. Because they don't need a team or they think that the, all the leads that a team gives them suck and they can just do it with their sphere of influence or whatever, which the market is good enough and many of them can. How are you at the Omaha's Elite maintaining 50 agents without having everybody defect and having you, you know, replace them? What's going on with that? Talk to me. This is a great topic, Pat. I'm so glad we get to talk about it because I don't hear about it very often and I think people are scared to address it. Why does an agent work on a team versus being alone? Why does an agent work at a brokerage versus becoming their own broker? And the number one word that comes to my mind that should come to the listener's mind is value. So I believe that for a person to be successful at building and scaling a brokerage or a team, they have to focus on three pillars. One is recruiting, which you've mentioned some of those other companies are doing a lot of recruiting. Where I think a lot of people fall short is number two, which is retaining by offering value. And we'll get into that here in a second. And then number three is training. And so if an agent leaves one team to another, it shouldn't be for commission splits, which oftentimes you do see it is because of a split someone's offering. It's not about the split you have. It's about how many houses you're able to sell and how much time it takes you to do that. And so our team focuses on helping agents spend less time working in a job, more time building a business while netting more year in. And it's not even about the money, it's about leading and living the life of their dreams. So we define when we hire a new agent, what their dreams are that year. And then we make sure that they make enough money to meet their dream. And we know based on our average call attempts, if they need to make 150 calls, let's say to get one sale, and they need to get 36 sales to make 100,000, and they need 100,000 to lead and live the life of their dream, buy the new house, a car, put money away for savings, whatever their goals are. We're very intentional that year end when they look back and say, why should I stay with Omaha's Elite? It's not because they sold more houses or because they worked less. It's because with us, they're able to reach their dreams. And with everyone else, no one else cares about them reaching their dreams. Everyone just looks at them as a dollar sign. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Yeah, I think more than ever, you need to help people reach their dreams, guys listening, because whether you feel like it or not, the threat is out there. I mean, I, you know, in the last six, seven months, uh, there's agents that, I've, that have been on the show. I know like Russell Rhodes just went over to your company, Berkshire Hathaway, mm -hmm. for a tune of four million bucks is what I uh, have heard hearsay. Um, of course, a signing bonus. I, uh, in Dallas, Texas, I know that um, uh, there's an agent that I know locally here that went to Caldwell Banker for like 200 grand and, and she was only doing like 30 deals a year as a signing bonus. And that's, again, hearsay. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm just hearing hearsay. <laughs> and uh, I know Leo Parejo's uh, team uh, went to Compass Realty for half a million signing bonus. Again, hearsay. I don't know the details of this, but, you know, the reason I'm stating these for a fact or for uh, on the show, not for a fact. The reason I'm stating these is to show that, that there are magnets out there that are pulling agents away from traditional brokerages and, and teams. 
And my question to you is, what are you doing besides creating vision statements and giving them vision and helping? And I don't mean to. You no, know, you're great. I'm trying to get a good. I'm trying to get some very specific. Yeah. Well, things the, what you're doing. Yeah, the the examples you brought up. Those are big dollar amounts, and those are brokerages tying people into seven year contracts. I mean, they they're they're yes. picking the. They're picking the people that are magnets. True, to, but also true. They're picking magnets. So the companies that own the real estate brokerages, like Berkshire Hathaway Corporate owns, I, they have 43,000 agents nationwide. They, it's a business. So they need to attract talent, so to, to attract talent, to attract talent. And they're buying that business. The agents that choose to make those moves know that they can be as successful on an island or within the brokerage. So you put me, I mean, I want to be with Berkshire. They're number one in my marketplace. They have a great brand in Omaha. They have a great brand nationally, but I could be on an island at Jeff Cohn Real Estate Company, I believe, and still sell the same amount of real estate. We choose to be here because we think it gives our agents the, a competitive advantage against their competition on listing presentations, buyer presentations, also for recruiting and retaining, it does help. But the actual um, individual items of value that I think we offer that a lot of teams don't, I'll run through quickly. And yeah. anyone listening can kind of take an analysis. If you're an individual agent, ask yourself, does the team or broker I'm with offer me these things? And if Boom. you're a team leader or broker, ask yourself, are you offering offer these them. things to your offer agents? Them. Right. Number one. We're assuming lead. you don't have $4 million, so you want to offer them these There you things. go. Yeah. Number one, client relationship management software. We choose to use Boomtown. We believe it's the best system in the marketplace for, lead, for the front-end website solution and lead gen and back-end lead conversion, which is even more important. We provide all of our agents a seat in that product. It's an expensive product, but worth every penny. I think you're going to spend around $16.50 a month to be in that product with 10 seats. I have to pay for additional seats because, of course, I have 50. Number two is accountability. So you, I expect... I inspect what I expect and I expect agents to work the leads, not only that I give them, but that they add to our CRM. And I've hired a full-time success coach who sits down with every agent every week and make sure that they're actually making the calls they need to make based on the goals that they set at the beginning of the year, based on the goals that they want to accomplish and the vision you know, of their life that they want to achieve at year's end. So CRM, accountability, next is transaction coordination. So we do... Sure. Yep. CRM, right? So you're giving you're giving them a, and, and it's not just a a basic Excel, Excel spreadsheet, a massive, and and with the CRM comes leads, right? We we can't forget that, right? I mean, that's you know, it's twenty percent of our business, and it, for a new agent, that matters. Honestly, what matters more is teaching them how to fish. So I've never been one to try to get an agent to come in and just live off my leads. I want them to be able to generate their own. So a big I, focus. I think accountability, the number two one that you said is huge because. Like, yes, somebody could go on their own on a higher split if they were massively self-disciplined and succeed. And I don't care. The name of the brokerage is irrelevant. Right. right? They could go to whatever, yeah. anything. And, and if they're self-disciplined and they, ha and they really do call everybody that they go to church with every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they really do, you know, door knock 100 houses a day they're going to succeed and, and it's okay for them to get a higher split because they deserve it. Unfortunately, the reality of it is, is probably 80% of the real estate licenses out there are not that self-disciplined and they need uh, an Omaha's elite or something like an Omaha's elite to keep them accountable. So how, how extreme is your accountability? You know, we're simple. It's simple accountability. It's simply a 20-minute conversation. Let's say, Pat, you came in to meet with me and I was a success coach. I'd ask you how your week went. I would go into your CRM, your Boomtown account, and I would see how many calls you made. We also have you tracking total amount of calls, contacts, appointments that you went on, um, new listings that you had signed, and the total amount of time you spent in your prospecting efforts each week. And we've tracked that for over three years for the entire team and for each individual agent. So we know analytically, it takes 150 outbound calls to sell one house. So we're asking you, hey, Pat, how many calls did you make last week? And then also with the leads I gave you, did you make 10 calls in the first 14 days, text them twice, Facebook message them, 
email them, set them up on a drip, set them up on an automatic email? Did you get them set up the right way? And then all the people we gave you the month before that and the month before that, have you stayed in contact every two weeks with your nurture leads or every 30 days with your watch leads? And we can see in the system if you did it or if you didn't. You, you could lie and, and like say you made a call, but you'd have to go in there and like straight up lie and say, call made, call made, yeah, call you'd made. You'd have to make up conversation and all exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Now, so, what, what do you do if someone comes in and says, you know, Jeff, uh, my wife's been sick, you know, I stubbed my toe, blah, 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 and they just give you, you know, excuse yeah. What do you I'm do? So, I would say, I'm so sorry to hear your wife's not feeling well. I hope that that gets better. I'm sorry that you stubbed your toe. I hope it feels better. What can I do this week to help you make your call go to 150 calls? And I say, what can I do? What can you do? <laughs> the only thing I can say is to, to keep me accountable or to make right. me accountable, right? Right. So now I'm going to, I'll probably, as a success coach, Andy would check in with them. He'd text them a couple times. I mean, all we're here to help people be successful. So Agents set their own goals. I don't tell them how many houses they have to sell. So if someone says they want to sell 24 houses so that they can send their kid to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade, and they only sell six houses and their kid can't go to the D.C., that's on them. That's not my fault. Our company is doing everything we can to empower and assist the agent in being the very best they can. And our mantra, our war cry is work less, make more. And to do that, you have to be a business owner. And so we teach individual agents how to stop servicing real estate deals and become the CEO of their business where they hire agents under them. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. And so my focus as the team leader of Omaha's Elite is to help my agents also become team leaders and stay with me. And so they have to believe there's enough value staying with Omaha's Elite as they build out their team than going and working under my broker or all those other brokers that you mentioned earlier on. So the third thing is transaction coordination. So we take the contract from the day it goes executed all the way to the day it closes and my transaction team works that contract. So the agent only needs to focus on selling real estate, not servicing the deal after it's been executed. And then number four is training. You, you have any questions on the transaction? Yeah, I was going to say, and that's smart for you um, because it serves as a crutch in that like they don't learn that self themselves, that stuff themselves. So then they feel like that should be done. You know what I mean? Like that it should be done. It's like my daughter you know, didn't know how to use a damn can opener. And she blamed my wife because she never taught her how to use a can opener in 21 That's years awesome. of life. Said, how come you never taught me to use a can opener? You know, it was my fault and my wife's fault because we never made her cook. Right. And, and it works the same way with you in that if you never make them transaction management, they don't know how to do it. So then they don't want to do it. Like she didn't yeah. want to know how to use a can opener. Yeah. Um, it was a pain in the ass for her to use a can opener. So, <laughs> so, um, can so that's right. Awesome. So they don't, they, so yeah, they don't want to, right? And then, yeah. and then they're like, you know what? I like it because he takes care of all the shit. I don't know how to deal yeah. with it. So, if we want to talk the selfish intention, had nothing to do with trying to make it so that they didn't want to leave because then they lose the transaction coordination. Like I said earlier, they're collecting 600 bucks every buy and 999 every sell to cover the transaction coordinator. If their client won't pay that, they have to pay it so that they can have access to the transaction coordinator team. Anyone that's willing to spend that much can find someone in their own office for two or three hundred dollars. So that's not the goal. And the we both goal, know it makes them more dollar productive if they. That's have, the goal. If they're not doing it. They're going to sell more houses. Hopefully, when they take the time they save by not doing it and spend it prospecting and going on appointments and doing the activities we know will help them be successful. Now we've added to those activities recruiting. 
We now have our agents within our team recruiting their own agents. Some of them have their own admins. Some of them have virtual assistants. Some of them do lead gen and spend a couple thousand a month on lead gen. They're building mini teams just like ours. Why do they stay with us? They stay with us because it only costs them 14% more. And everyone has different split structures out there. But oftentimes it can cost you less if you're getting enough value from a broker. And you talked before, like, why are people going to different brokerages? If there's actually value there, you have to analyze your business. Look at your profit and loss statement. Create an Excel spreadsheet and ask yourself, where will you make more money in less time? Where can you build the legacy that you're trying to go out and build? And the answer is going to be different for every person. So the big value adds like we've already covered is the CRM, um, accountability, transaction coordination. And number four is training. We are crazy about training. We have three meetings a week. One's accountability as a team on Mondays at 10 o'clock. And then Wednesday, Fridays, we meet as a team. Wednesdays is career training. Um, some of the content, like what you share on Rebus University, we share with our agents. So we have like a listing presentation training, a buyer presentation training, negotiation, mojo dialer, all the things that I had to do for six years as an individual agent that I wanted to be empowered with. I now give and train my agents on how to do the same. And then every Friday is dialogue training that goes along with the Wednesday training. So if the topic was mojo dialer on Friday, you'll get to watch one of my top mojo dialer agents make an hour's worth of calls. So the agents can become more empowered or confident that they can make the calls as well. And everyone is expected to either attend this in person or virtually. We started streaming these trainings in 2017 and all of our trainings are virtual and recorded and go into a share library. And it's not just for my team. Anyone outside of Omaha can buy access to the Wednesday, Friday stream for $17 a month through EliteRealEstateSystems.com. And then if they want to be on a team leader call, which is even a higher level call for team leaders specifically, it's a Thursday private podcast forum similar to this for $497 a month. And they also get a coaching call once a week with one of our success coaches. Wow, that's amazing. And, and the cool thing for you on all that, right, is now that you have the world watching you, you're on your game, right? It's like, it's like if you know you're <laughs> yes. going to be interviewed on television – you put on your best face that morning. But if you know you're not going to see any clients, then, you know, whatever. So you are, Jeff Cohn is on point a lot because you're being followed around with cameras, which is to your agent's benefit. And it's to everybody that's paying the monthly fees benefit because you're giving them your all. You're not giving something half-assed. Well, a great example is we have the roadmap to building a successful and dominant team. Here's the roadmap. Look how fancy that looks. Check this that used out. to this used to just be bullet points. Pat, I'll email this to you, and you can make this available to anyone well, that comes be great, out to your guys. site. I'm going to put that on on hybendigital.com backslash Jeff Cohn X. That's hybendigital.com backslash Jeff Cohn C O H N X. Perfect. So yeah. we have stepped up our game, and it has been advantageous to our agents, but it's also obviously been advantageous to our elite real estate systems clients because we're constantly trying to build within Omaha and we make a lot of mistakes here. And I know we talked off air before we got on here. We've failed in every area at, you know, name a category and we have lost lots of money and made a lot of mistakes. Well, let's talk, let's stay on the same subject. You know, yeah. tell me some failures you've had with agents who left you. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, there was a hard, it was really hard transitioning where I stopped working as the success manager. I had relationships with about 20 of my agents, good relationships. And I wanted to turn over Andy, one of my top agents and create, have him step in as the success manager. And instead of spending six months kind of creating that bridge between our positions, I just walked away. And a couple people I could tell uh, were, you know, wanted me, wanted access to me. And for whatever reason, I didn't want to give any of myself. I was exhausted. And for anyone that's been in a leadership position, you know what I mean by just kind of being tired as yeah. always being done, available done, to everyone. You know? I was done. I was and, out. And you think that it's not that big difference. As a matter of fact, Andy may be better than Jeff. Yeah, he I is way this, better. I, I had the same thing happen when I started stepping out. People were like, oh, but I want to, I want Pat. What's Pat have to say? And then my, my leaders were like, don't worry about Pat. You know, he, I report to him and. And, and, and I would tell them, oh, she, you know, she's better than me anyway. She's, her, close, uh, her closing ratio is 80% on listings, mine's 65. You know, listen to what she has to say, but they couldn't get that out of their head. It was, it was erroneous, but it happens. Yep, absolutely. I think you nailed that. You know, and I, I just was done. I was tired. I pro looking back, I probably could have done a better job at 
bridging the gap, spending a couple months and doubling up on the meetings one-on-one. I'm not very good at that. I'm a high D, 99D. I am a 99I, but I was ready to be done. I pulled off the Band-Aid. We lost agents because of that. Um, The other thing that I've noticed is building the teams out. People told me I was insane. I'm one of the first agents I know of in the country that allowed agents within the team to build teams. And I don't don't know anyone else that's doing that now. Everyone suspected that as those teams became successful, they'd want to leave and have their own deal at this brokerage or go off to another brokerage. I now have over 10, 10 teams. Half of them do over 10 million a year with five plus agents and they're staying with me. So I took a huge risk. I didn't fail on that one yet. Um, I took a huge risk because any of those agents are at the pl- position now where they could be on their own. No, I think it's great because all agents kind of have that in the back of their mind. And then the cool part is, you know, not all of them are, are meant to be leaders. And uh, if you're so heavily involved in the training and they're bringing their people to the training, then, you know, it works out great because if the people say, eh, I really don't like working for Mike because, you know, whatever – They'll yep. hopefully stick with your team and you can put them somewhere else or have yep. them go out That's on their own, stay with yep. the team now. Yep. And we definitely do allow that. Um, lost a lot of money with lead gen, not knowing where to put my money. I, I've lost big on Zillow and realtor.com in Omaha. Tell um, me about that. Yeah. It's just, you know, you hear the buzz around the country and I mastermind with a lot of top people and everyone, a lot of people I talk to, even to this day are doing really well with Zillow and really well with realtor.com. But we've been tracking our return on investment for six years. Um, in the beginning, my money all went to Google Ads. And on Google Ads, I make uh, 10, 10x returns. So I spend $10 to get one lead to register. And I need about 33 leads to register to convert one deal at a 3% conversion ratio. So I spend $330 to get one deal executed. And I make $5,700 on that executed transaction, of which I keep half. So every time I generate the lead, I split it 50-50. Okay, wait a minute. So... Okay, so you get 10 bucks to get the lead. Yep. And then how many bucks, how much money does it cost to get the appointment? And that's 10 clicks. So 10 people come to the site, one registers, one out of 10, cost me 10 bucks. Yeah. I need 33 leads to get an executed contract, not just the so appointment. $330, which is still chump change compared to 5700 And I'm not paying it. I have my marketing service agreement partners are covering the cost of my lead gen. So I had clarity around this. I'm like, I'm spending, you know, my partners that's great. were spending. I, mean, I would want to spend $300,000 on that. Thank you. So that's exactly what I'm doing. So what I have found to be my Achilles heel is having the right agents to work those leads. So I should be at 300 agents today. I have the leads for 300 and the system. I don't have the agents that are willing to work full time, work internet leads, grind it out day in and day out. It's a challenge to find talent. And so my dysfunction was I had too many leads. And so what I found is you want to give your agents, if you're doing internet leads, you want to give them around 30 to 35 internet leads a month. If you give them 60, they'll convert one. If you give them 30, they'll convert one. If you give them 15, they'll convert one every two months. But my challenge, my issue was I was giving too many leads. As I started to have more clarity about how to create the leads, I, leads was easy. The hard thing is lead conversion. It's not the sexy topic. No one wants to talk about it, but it's the thing that actually defines if a team's successful or is not with internet leads. Wow. Yeah, Fat, that, this is good stuff, man. This is good stuff. So, like, so what else is new? What new technologies, apps, software are you guys using that's bringing in uh, commissions? Yeah, so the next thing's virtual agents. So we've got team leads within my team. We have individual agents, and then we have sub-agents. 2018 is going to be our year of virtual agents. So okay, any- tell me what the what the <laughs> virtual agent. So any agent licensed in Nebraska or Iowa today can be on my team and never step foot in my office one time, and they'll still get the same accountability, the same training, the same transaction support as any other agent that's physically in my space. Um, they can get an 80/20 split, so independent of the production level that they're at. They'll, get, they'll start out at an 80-20 split, and they'll then have the umbrella of Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group and Berkshire Hathaway. They'll have access to all of our intellectual property in our library. They'll have access to all of our live stream video content that we produce through Elite Real Estate Systems. And why we, we created this is we see that the wave of the future is going to be offices that are virtual. So agents aren't wanting to go to a physical space. That's like why you've seen EXP gain so much traction. A lot of Z-Gen or yeah, Z-Gen and millennials don't necessarily want to have to go and report every single day like you know, the old school baby boomer generation maybe was used to doing in corporate America. Maybe they're good willing in once a week to pick up a check, which who's picking up checks anymore anyways? We do direct deposit no, on all yeah, of our commissions. No, they, uh, so here's, you know, I had Steve Murray on the show 
Mm-hmm. And we had this discussion, and I know you know Steve, and, yep. and, and I said, well, is, I asked him basically what you just stated. I asked him if he saw that in the future, and he said no. He said the reason is because agents like to come together and talk and meet and learn together. What do you, I mean? What, what, this is fascinating. So right now I've heard that um, in, you, in the United States, typically at 16, you get your driver's license. I heard driver's licenses at 16 is the lowest it's ever been because people are coming together and learning together and socializing together on these so no one's getting their driver's license anymore. Cause also, Pat, you can Uber. You don't need to. I mean, especially that too, right? Especially with uh, ride shares now, you can Uber. That too. You know, like my kids will. You know, the other night I came home and there was freaking like eight kids here. I call them kids. They're all like 21, 22 doing shots, and I'm like, you guys, right. how are you get? They're going to downtown Baltimore. I'm like, what, what's going on? They got two Ubers. They split the freaking thing eight ways on their yep. phone. It yeah. was like six dollars for a ride yeah. to Baltimore. No one asked to drive, so and my, like, it's a no brainer. You, that's you why and I, they don't have to get their license. When you and I turned sixteen, we wanted to have driver's licenses so we could see girls, so we could go out and have fun with our buddies, go play paintball, whatever the thing it was, was as a kid. Thing too it was like, look at me, I have a car. I'm 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 empowered by this. Right today, people are staying connected virtually. So this is the whole point, and this is where I would disagree um, with what Steve had said. I believe that people can come together virtually. Look at us right now. Look at our audience right now. You have tens of thousands of people listening to these podcasts. They're coming together across the world virtually. That is the future. That is what you're going to see. And it's not just going to be in residential real estate. It's going to be in everything that has a brick and mortar today. There's going to be a virtual element to it. Shopping, everything, every business that you see. Food. People say, well, food doesn't get affected. Are you kidding me? Right now in bigger cities, in Omaha, we don't have it, but there's what Uber for with food. Like they'll bring your food to your Uber house eats. in 30 minutes. Yeah, Uber, Uber Eats. eats. Dude, it's so freaking cold here now that that's uh, my wife wanted to go out to dinner. I was like, no. Right. I was like, I don't want to put on clothes and go out to the car. I mean, so um, I, I love this conversation. I want to keep going. So, okay, let's talk about this. So, 80 20 split. So you give them a much better split. Let's just say your other guys are on 60 40, which you already disclosed. So they're getting a 20% better cut. Providing they don't come to the office and, and I'm making this fun, right? Yeah. Providing they don't come to the office and bother right. you and, you know, they're kind of on their own, but then they, then they get all this accountability, which is filmed anyways. And so well, they and they'll get a one-on-one a call. Bit more self-discipline, but not really if you grew up watching YouTube videos, if you grew up with Netflix, like my kids have, there's not this desire to watch a TV instead of a computer, right? I mean, yep. less and less TVs have got to be being sold. I know in, yep. in my house now, I have one. I, in my other house before this, about seven years ago, literally, I think I counted eight freaking televisions. It was yep. TV everywhere. So my point is that they're able to, to live virtually on the computer through the Omaha's Elite to get all the benefits of Omaha's Elite, they get transaction management with that with that Twitter? everything. Yeah, you got to collect the bro the transaction fee. What we saw is there's tons of small towns. This is across the entire country. Tons of small towns, and agents can't get support. The brokerage within within the town doesn't offer value. So why not become the solution to all those smaller towns? And the only reason I've heard so far is the MLS access. And so the agent that does this would have to pay for their own MLS access. Why? Because because the MLS is a different MLS. Yeah, a lot. Some states combine the change too. That's going to change, correct? There'll be at the end ten years from now. There'll be like two. Yep, I agree. That will change with as tech continues to advance as well. That's like that's like the board of realtors soliciting because yep. Or the MLS, you know, because they don't want to go to business. But at the end of the day, Maris or whatever is in the area is a, is a much better system. Yep. You know? So a big thing for us was how do we offer value to agents across the country through our coaching solution? It's the same way we offer value to agents on our team and why they stay on our team. We provide them training. We provide them accountability, which is what we do for our coaching company. And so that's why in 2018, I thought, why don't we just have virtual agents? So today it's in two states. Eventually, it could end up being in 50 states, and everything would happen out of our flagship in Omaha. We would be very similar to EXP. We just have to have a broker's license in every state. 
which honestly is not as hard as we thought it would be. And agents could work for us virtually anywhere in the United States. Yeah, so you're sort of like, instead of the expansion model, which expansion model is go set up pods in other offices, right? Go set up right. these pods of these mini teams or these bigger teams in offices and incur expenses with that. You're saying, no, 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 no. I'm the pod. You're by your, you're, you're, you can be a member of this, uh, but you don't have to belong to this expansion pod or the satellite office, right? Or this, right. they belong to my pod. You're exactly right. My, I'm the flagship. It doesn't matter if they live 20 minutes or 20 hours from here, they're going to get all the same value as if they were in my office. So it's not expansion. Well, I mean, that's not a defined word in the dictionary for that's real estate related. It's just a term that's been used a slang term almost. It's not really expansion. It's just, we're taking down the barriers, making your, your team bigger. Yeah, it's just adding agents to my team. And it's no different than a brokerage. I mean, you have Berkshire, or Keller Williams, or Remax. They're trying to add more offices all over the country. The whole offices thing is going to go away. What they all should be focusing on is a main central hub of ideology and a culture and what they believe every agent within their company should be doing to be successful in the real estate business and to protect their commission and their clientele. I mean, this and is then, very forward thinking. What advice would you have? To someone who's starting a brokerage with the idea that they're going to have bricks and mortar, that they're going to have a large training room, that they're going to have uh, a bunch of single offices, and they're going to sign a 10-year lease. I'm making huh. this up. It's, I'm just completely making this up. Let's Make sure you can sublease. That's what my advice would be. So would build your that's a disaster, huh? Right. So build right. your everything about that individual agent offices. Oh, nightmare. Room, no one needs to have that? individual agent offices. That's a complete joke. What about training room? I mean, absolutely a training room. And that training room should be your main main room. So if you come to my space, I can fit about 150 to 200 physical agents. What about if everybody ends up being virtual in 10, 20 years? You think that's possible? Or you think that? Oh, yeah. Everyone will be people virtual. are still going to want to come to a training room. I don't think people are going to want to physically meet up. I don't think there will be a necessity for it. But what I think you're going to see more of is I don't think that the brokerages brick and mortar will support groups of hundreds. I think there will be a spaces that people can rent out, which they have right now, you know, at like a hotel, a hotel or something like that, a meetup place, and people will just lease it for an hour. Just because it's more economical. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to have the brick and mortar space. Yeah, if you think about it, lawyers don't, you know, really – train every day in their office. I don't know why doctors don't, accountants don't, chiropractors don't, insurance salespeople don't, even mortgage, I don't think they do, but agents do. Now, maybe that's because it's a hard job, but shit, selling life insurance is harder. How do they train? I mean, so that's a good I'll, question. I, I have an opinion on it. So realtors have to get continuing ed, just like a lot of those other professions you mentioned. And you get a certificate when you do continuing ed. Outside of the once every two years continuing ed classes, most agents don't do any training. They don't think that it's valuable because the training that they're receiving is not valuable a majority of the time. So agents will show up physically or virtually if they feel like the information they're using, they can apply the very next day and they can see results from it. Oftentimes the trainings I've gone to, even at conventions, doesn't provide value to me if something I can actually go do in my business and, and exude change from the activity. So the reason real estate agents, I feel like are required to go to a physical training and why we're talking about that is because the people that are running those teams or those brokerages don't feel like that agent's gonna get training on their own and go out and find their own content. Um, and or they don't have a vehicle or a medium that will allow that training to be provided to those agents if they're not in that physical space. So you're going to see a lot more brokerages, a lot more teams adopting the virtual option and be streaming their trainings, streaming their team meetings, making it all available in a video library. I think you're going to see a lot more of that in the future. So a big brokerage could do exactly what you're doing. Should be doing exactly what know. I'm doing. And I'm shocked they're not. EXP would be gone if right now a big broker would listen to this podcast and say, yeah, let's just do a virtual agent. EXP is done. EXP is done. At that point, have a different commission split for the virtual agent. Tell me about I don't. I don't understand. I don't know much about EXP. I've heard a lot about them recently with people moving to them, but... Yeah, we won't, to not, well, let's not get into all of their splits and all that. Yeah, no, no, forget it's all a that. virtual brokerage. There's no it's, physical it's, office. There's no physical office, period. That's it. 
So why not, if that's what, if that's what people want, because they're going to get a better split and there's all these other things we won't get into, reach out to EXP if you want more information. Um, why couldn't, a, right now, every broker in America, someone could step up and say, hey, we'll offer a virtual option, never come into the office, like what I'm doing with my virtual agent idea. A broker could adopt that right now and say, yeah, oh, we'll yeah. give you an like, option. I know, I know like uh, from, you know, for a short period of time in my life, I had a, a job um, at Keller Williams with, um, as a, as a um, regional director. And part of the, my job at that point was adding offices, right? Adding franchises. And, and you know, in order for, for Keller Williams to add a franchise, it had to meet certain criteria. It's the same way McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, any of these things. Because I, I also own a shopping center. I just had a deal fell through in my shopping center from a Murphy's Deli who had signed the lease and then backed out because corporate said there wasn't enough traffic count. Oh, wow. And, and, and uh, it really pissed me off last week. But, but my point on this is the same that I'm having with Keller Williams is that Keller Williams won't put an office, you know, in a certain area unless there's a certain amount of agents in the MLS and, and right. transactions and all, which makes sense, right? It doesn't make sense to try to put them in, in a little remote town because the, the, they'll fail. Just like right. Murphy's Deli decided it doesn't make sense to do my shopping center. And they went and signed a lease on a shopping center that had better traffic count. It's the world, right? It, it's a, it, it was economic and it was a decision and maybe it'll be better for Murphy's Deli. Now, what I'm getting at is so companies that are franchises, Remax, Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, Cold Bank, or whatever, normally won't go into these small towns. And you're saying now with the virtuality, for lack of right. a better word, they can. Yeah. I don't think they need the brick and mortar. The assumption of a brick and mortar is that it will attract agents. So when you put the right leadership team in place and the right value prop that every brokerage is going to profess that they have, it's going to attract talent. I believe the swing we're going to see over the next 10 years, it's just, it's just like the can opener story that you shared. You know, your wife knew how to use it. She always did it. Your daughter didn't know how to use it. Or like the licensing that we talked about of kids today don't need to get licensed because they have Uber. It's going to be the same thing with the necessity of a brick and mortar for every profession you mentioned. You know, the only difference is like, like I can meet with my attorney over a virtual call. I can't go to a, some types of doctor visits you might be able to do over vir virtually, but sometimes you have to physically go to do that. Or if you want to go to the gym to lift weights, you'll go to a physical space. There's a lot of things I believe that are going to be done virtually and it's going to be easier and easier uh, for companies to adopt that. The people that won't adopt it are the lead is the leadership teams of these companies. I think that's going to be a challenge for them, but they're going to, they're going to, I think that they're going to, they think just because it's always worked. It's like who moved the cheese? The brick and mortar was always necessary to attract talent. So a, a large broker shop isn't going to adopt it until they see that the virtual option's working. It's kind of like Berkshire Hathaway corporate Warren Buffett will say every year when he speaks, they're not going to adopt the smart technology that cars have, electric cars, until they see that it's taking off and that that's what the consumer is demanding. So when the agents demand a virtual option, that's where I bet bigger broker shops are going to adapt with the curve. Yeah, and I well, think agents will reach out and they'll be in Tupelo, Mississippi, and there's no Remax, Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, nothing in Tupelo. And there the only go. thing in Tupelo are Mary's brokerage with the, it pays the agents, you know, a really crappy split and Mary's 75 years old. <laughs> and, and they're like, I'd love to tap into a, a franchise. Uh, do you guys offer this? And they say, no, but you know what? I should talk to leadership about that. And they get enough of those. You yeah. think that they'll all get into it eventually. The, the real interesting, I, I do think that we're going to see that. The ones that can get in quick enough and save their company. I think the ones that get into later out are going to be out. Like we've seen with like Blockbuster. I mean, why did Blockbuster not do Netflix or not do um, Redbox? Like, why did they not have that option? They could have had that. They didn't do it. They, they yeah. thought it would exist no, forever. It's probably the same sort of concept, right? Like, like they didn't think, they thought that videos and CDs were so freaking valuable that they wouldn't dare send them through the mail. Right. And then it all became visual, digital streaming. I mean, there was beta, laser disc, what, DVD. And then you went, that was the last thing I think you'd go to Blockbuster for. And now you can still get DVDs and red boxes. That will go away once that more people have internet. I can't believe people still don't have internet. It's sad. Uh, but streaming is the, 
is is obviously the way yeah, everyone of course, does it today. Of course, so, yeah. yeah. I think it's the same mentality. We used to have to go to a physical space to go get a movie. Now you can do it virtually. It'll be the same thing with the value. I think that the disconnect and why it doesn't exist today is I think the content is too weak to deliver virtually. I think that a lot of the content that's getting shared and the trainings that are getting shared virtually, I don't think it's strong enough. So they have to do it in the physical space to be able to create the value for the agents. And maybe the more of the value for the agents is the camaraderie, the coming together. But you can do all that in a virtual space. Zoom.com. Zoom will allow up to 100 people to meet virtually and you can see each other just like this. Super, super inexpensive. You can meet like this and it's Dude, I feel like I'm in your room 100 right now. 100 people, you know. 100 people, right? And how many trainings does a broker typically have? 10? How many people are typically out of training? 10, 15, 20? So I don't know. I, I mean, who, who am I? I'm 36. I'm in Omaha. I don't know. I just want to make sure that I'm at least playing in it and thinking about it. And, you know, our coaching business has taken off. We're over 50 clients in less than six months. Um, I could see us being a couple hundred clients by the end of this year in 2018. So if anyone wants more information and wants to plug in virtually and be ahead of this curve yeah, and I see all of our trainings every Wednesday, every Friday, it ends up being 13 hours of content a week for four ninety seven, or eight hours for $17. I mean, that's Bargain. Netflix. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Bargain. Um, and I'm going to put, by the way, uh, you know, if you just go to hybendigital.com backslash Jeff Cohn X, it will, all, all the links to all his training and, and all that will be there. Or you can go to Omaha's Elite. Dot com. Jeff, everybody that comes on now brings a free gift that we give them for free. Roadmap to building a Road. dominant real estate team. Step-by-step -step process of what I did to go from 80 deals a year by myself to 240 deals within 12 months over 300% growth. I did that between 2011 and 2012. I will put that on hybendigital.com backslash Jeff Cohn X. And by the way, it will also be with the Agent Success Toolbox, which is huge now. If you don't have the toolbox, guys, just get it. It's free. Go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or text the word toolbox to 444-999. You will get Jeff's incredible free gift and all the other free gifts from all the other agents that have come on this show. Mr. Cohn, always a pleasure, man. I could talk all freaking day about this stuff. I love it. Thanks for being so candid. Thanks for sharing and, and bringing all these forethoughts about the future, you know, without insecurities to our show. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I think this, but I don't want to say it out loud. And I, that's what I appreciate about you is that yeah, I'm not you're willing to say it out loud. Thank you, Pat. It's a pleasure. I love being on your show. And I wish the best to your entire audience. Make some changes in your business this year. See change. Experience more numbers. Live your life. Lead and live a huge, abundant life. That's what Pat and I want for everybody listening. So thanks you guys for listening and being a part of this with us. This episode is brought to you in full by Rebus University, the future of real estate training. Go now to www.rebusuniversity.com and use the coupon code ROCK for 20% off your first course. Double your commissions now with Rebus University. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast, and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening, and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.